Welcome to the Reading Aloud Podcast. Okay, y'all. We're getting going. Um, Let us know if you can hear us. Give it a minute. I know. I know. I'm just saying. We literally didn't realize um, until about 15 minutes ago we were chatting. We were eating (laughs) some dinner that Muddy Soul had made. And she go or and I was like, "Yo, it's seven forty-five, and we go live in fifteen minutes." And we have quite the setup. How's the hair? I need some hair gel. I don't know what to do with. We it. really didn't have time to get ready. Hola, hola, Coca Cola. What's your favorite? If you had a soda to drink, like a um, a pop, what what would be your favorite? Cherry, like maybe cheer wine. Cheer wine, wow! <laughs> Not like is does Texas have its own Dr soda? Pepper, which tastes like cheer wine. Got it, got it. So Dr Pepper basically stole from cheer wine. No, because I'm pretty sure. Yeah, like Dr. North and South Carolina and Georgia, they we basically invented soda. I mean, yeah. Cokes from oh, right. Georgia, yeah. Pepsi's from North Carolina. You know, all the all yeah, the Dr. sodas Pepper's are from, from Texas, right? And so More they so so Dr. they Pepper's stole it from Cheerwine. Um, Dr Pepper is airy, like and fizzy, and makes you burp. Whereas Cheerwine is deep and rich and delicious. Okay, are you ready? I like, yeah, let's get started. You're ready to get started. There ain't, ain't nobody here yet. Abby, people are coming. Great, people okay. are coming. Okay, um, so my topic for today, so yep. um, little for those watching the live, we can cut this out of the recording, but love in the time of Corona is, you know, play on the, the Gabriel Garcia Marquez book, mm-hmm. Love in the Time yep. of Cholera, and which we just finished reading. Did we finish reading that or 100 Years of Solitude? 100 Years of Solitude. Same We author. read Love in the Time of Cholera. A couple years ago. Right, 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 right. So same author and both books are magical realism. Anyways, we are doing Love in the Time of Corona, a series. So we record a podcast that we typically release every other week. This year we were supposed to be on tour. And so we did wah, make wah, it. Wah. We kind of had a, quite a start. So we ended up on tour in L.A., live at a theater. It was awesome um and we'll probably get back to it but for now we've just sort of pivoted and we're doing these live things so that you all can be involved so if you're here go ahead and you know type your comments in the comment section we'll get to those we will use them um in our discussion for today yes this is going to be a heated discussion if it goes the way that it went before yes i'm actually (laughs) sensing you know typically when we do podcasts where we're not prepared and we just go ahead and do it that is actually the essence of reading aloud because that is actually what happens in relationships and um, where the, the the conversation just pops up and so there we are dr pepper was invented in 1885 in waco texas that might have been earlier than pepsi when was when the audience needs to let us know when cheer wine was invented also in texas most people call it Pexy. Uh, can I have a Pexy? Pexy? Yeah. 
So, all right. So we'll get some more feedback on Cheerwine, Pepsi, and Dr. Pepper, which which was invented in 1885 in Waco, Texas. So uh, the thing is, is that you already know about this topic. Great, but uh, I don't remember it. So essentially, don't know it. Massive fight. Okay, here we go. We we talked about fighting last time too. So people are going to think that we just fight the whole time. I we live we're living working breathing. So it, this is actually love in the time of cholera or corona. corona. Yeah, a hundred percent. All right. So the topic is, and I'm so glad that nobody else can contribute, and other than by writing in, because and please do, and please do, because I have had such little success in having this conversation with anyone, including you. Okay. And definitely including Trouser. She didn't give me hardly enough response at all. Uh huh. So in other words, I haven't talked to a single soul about this and I am dying to know. Okay. So the issue that I feel like I'm I'm dealing with is that right now we're in this pandemic and we at the beginning of the series eighty sixth COVID, right? Like this isn't a this isn't about COVID. This is about love in the time of corona so yes. how we show up together what we're not it means. here to give information or talk about it or talk about all or the complain things about or it complain for, about for it yeah. right we are here to talk about what it's like to be in this relationship like stuck in this house in this weird time yeah and everything that comes up in between it and how cool it is and how hard it is etc etc okay so however i I do have a, a like a, a need to know about the coronavirus. So every person in the whole world, every last person has said things will never be the same. Uh-huh. And when I brought this up to you, mm-hmm. I, I can't remember exactly, but I feel like I got two responses. One was, yep. I, I, I don't know. Right. Like, I don't know. And the other was like just sort of a reiteration of everything. Nothing's ever going to be the same again. So why is the question? And I'm not ready to hear your response yet because I didn't like it the other day. But I want to talk about this for just a second, which is I'm I'm, I'm open. Yeah. Which is everybody keeps saying this, but nobody can say why. And I'm not asking for people to tell the future. I just want to name that now and be clear about that. I'm asking for people to explain to me generally, kind of thematically or from a meta perspective, why is it never going to be the same? And kind of the best I got was we're going to have new kind of sensitivities in place about how we interact with each other and things like, I mean, as as simple as like buffets will not be the same. Like the little plastic on the buffet will never really be the same. Like it's going to be some other, which buffets are kind of nasty anyways, but I eat out of them at the grocery store all the time. But you know, I get a little, I get the chilies, willies, do you see that video um, of the guy who was at like a Whole Foods or something? Recently, right? And he, yeah, and he dipped the spoon into the soup soup thing at Whole Foods and s- taste tested and then put the soup spoon back in. But he's not well. Obviously not, but anyway, just... It just reminded but, me and of he that. did that during the pandemic. Yeah, I don't. Like, yeah, I don't know about that. It wasn't that long yeah. ago. It was I don't trust much that I see on the internet. But yeah, 
it's like you and I. It's going, still fun to see, though. Right. It's yeah. like you and I going to Whole Foods and just doing that, and yeah. then and then being like, "Look what I just saw." <laughs> <laughs> so okay, um, so back yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it's good. Keep interrupting. I, you haven't said anything today. Well, you know, <clears throat> they won't be the same until we get what. Until we get until we get a vaccine. Okay, but, okay, okay. That is what happened. <laughs> Carefully about <laughs> it. Nips. That is clear to me. Yeah, but but I think I think she, Mighty Soul is asking. Hi, Dolores. Glad you joined. Um, Mighty Soul is asking though, what exactly is going to be different? I and I and if I hear you right, thanks. And if I hear you right, it's what is going to be different post this whole quarantine thing. So obviously things are different right now. Like that's a given, right? This is, quote unquote, the new normal. But what you are asking is after this current situation is over and whenever we go back to a normal state, whenever that is, what exactly will be different? Right. So right. let yeah. me clarify. So, yep. so right, exactly. What is going to be different at that point? And it's not even just that. It's literally like, okay, so if we find a vaccine, then we have a vaccine and people can choose to get it or not. And that really reduces, you know, the spread of it. And then the other thing is like, like, like I get it, right? Like this one is a monster compared yeah. to SARS, compared to H1N1, compared to maybe those are the same thing. I don't know. The like all of these pieces. <laughs> how's your mom and dad doing? They're doing well. <laughs> They're doing well. I love the lives. <laughs> I love them. <laughs> Anything else you want to add about how they're doing? Oh, mom and dad are great. You know, they're hanging out. They're, uh, <laughs> they're, um, I think they're happy. They're very happy. Who's Dolores? Dolores is an old friend. Old friend of my mom's used to work with my mom and uh, was a, a good positive influence on me growing up. That's awesome. Yeah. So, <clears throat> sorry. So, okay. 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 So I want to read a few of these comments. Yeah, this is good. good Keep them coming in. Yeah. Plus our values will be enhanced. A new understanding of what my needs are versus what I thought they were. Okay. So this to me is the liberal perspective. This is the liberal perspective that I think that there are a lot of people at this moment who are taking this time to experience introspection, self-reflection, like fit, what is what are what are my needs, right? Like what are my needs? And there, and so many of our needs have been stripped. And so it's this understanding of like who am I and how do I show up in the world and about like the my relationship to the environment and stuff like that. Wait, I have to interject. So what what okay, go finish finish yeah but but there but there are other people out there who are experiencing it as like basically like capitalism is suffering and that's the problem right and that but for those of us who are like this is a unique opportunity but what i'm hearing is something a little bit different than that which is which is people who are saying it with this like dun 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 yeah and that's what i'm like what Right. Like if, if we get the vaccine, then we have it somewhat managed. And, and, and let me just be clear, clear, clear that a lot of people are dying and that is traumatic. And so there's yeah. going to be a trauma response. Right. But I don't know why it's like nobody's saying, because when I say, so what is going to be different? People don't say we're going to have PTSD. 
like our, our gener anybody who was alive for this is going to experience the PTSD. Nobody has yeah. said that. They're just like, oh, it's just going to be different. And I'm like, but how? And they're like, oh, it's going to be really different. Okay. Boy, we really, okay. So a couple things. <laughs> Where to start? Um, I think, so first of all, I love your passion around this. And I actually think that you're asking a really key question. And it's, it's, it's very insightful into what, how we are handling this. And I was actually talking with somebody today, earlier today, around how, how we're all handling this, um, how we're all handling this through different, like, lenses. And I think, like, my question for you is, do you think that, do you think that, that people have to, like, I think that saying, everything's going to be different. Like there's either, there's two places where that can come from. That's either coming from fear or it's coming from hope. Right. Um, and maybe there's another place, but off the top of my head, that's where it's coming from. It's coming from fear or it's coming from hope where it's coming from hope is it's, Oh, this pandemic is exposing all of the inequities and insufficient ways in which our society functions, like having healthcare tied to your employer, just as one example. Um, that need to be fixed. And so it's not going to be different because it's going, it, we have an opportunity to change or it's coming from fear in the sense that I think what I hear you pushing back on is when it's coming from fear, what exactly are you afraid of? Because other than, you know, and I've heard some things around there's like conspiracy theories or there's, there's fear right now of, of, you know, Government's kind of taking away a lot of civil liberties in order to control it, and that could be like a legitimate fear-based concern. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like that's one that I've heard. But I, I am actually in agreement with you that from a fear-based perspective, post-quarantine, post-quote-unquote pandemic, I don't see a lot of fear-based things that would come out of this. Right. And I see a lot of hopeful things. And so the sentiment in saying, whoa, nothing's going to be the same, seems like it's coming from a fear-based perspective. And I hear that that's what you're pushing back on. And I'm actually in an agreement with you that I don't, in fact, see a ton of fear-based things, although I think it is also coming from a place when people say that, that they don't have an answer, but it's coming from a place of, historically speaking, the powers that be have used you know, events, global events of a magnitudal scale, of a big scale, to either grab more power or take more control. So that's you know, coming so like, from, but that's a little bit of a nod to some of these conspiracy theories that have been going around. And yeah. I just like, you know, to watch, like, I, I, okay, we always have this lens of the people in our sphere. Yeah. And the people in our sphere are hopeful, faithful, positive like excited for life people right yeah and so so but i but i i feel like this is larger than our sphere i have seen oh, so it's much global what listen to me i, I have heard so <laughs> sorry i much. think you're saying our sphere like you and i's sphere <clears throat> in our sphere yeah there are there is so much hope and yeah. like people have taken this as opportunity and yes there was shock in the beginning and a lot of concern and for the unknown and things like that but like 
the, the, the outpouring of love and support for small businesses and like the desire to do good with this time, the like appreciation for the earth. And I, and that's what I'm saying about our sphere. I don't know that that extends beyond our sphere of what we're being delivered through our news portals, through our social media portals, through our family and friends. And so, you know, I just like, and we have a couple more comments that I want to, I want to hear from, but like, like outside of that, like I don't like, so one of the concerns that I heard was people aren't going to want to hug as much. Mm-hmm. And and I think that would be a huge loss. Like I hug so many people when I see them. Um, and I think that that is a loss, but this like, you know, but, but that would be tied again. So that's a trauma response, but that's also tied to this idea that maybe there's a pandemic waiting to start out there. Cause again, when we find the vaccine, if possible and, or when this runs its course, if that's possible, what is there to fear? I'm going to like, I can't wait to hug my friends. Like that's, what's going to happen. We're going to hug because it's gone. Mm -hmm. And there is an assumption that science is going to support this going away in some capacity or reducing enough, like through a vaccine. So, so that's what I'm talking about. So, so people are like, it's never going to be the same because nobody's going to want to touch each other or even go to, or even the idea of buffets changing. But like, that's the assumption that there's a pandemic on the verge of happening all the time. And I, there's also cancer on the verge of happening all the time. Yeah. Um, no, no. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So let's, let's, can we read a couple comments or do you Sure. To, sure. No, you're on, you're on fire. Keep it going. Okay. So Marie says, Marie says businesses will take a microscope to who they're employing, eliminating jobs or reorganizing their structures. So that's pretty good because that's, that's a huge change like reorganization of business is a big change i also fear that one of the changes that might be negative are that small businesses won't survive corporations will come in its place um i think that that's legitimate so that kind of that kind of like has to do with how long this can i make a point yeah yeah and how much support or not people get can i make a quick point on that so i i think what you were just saying previously around hugging and um you know, around that, around that comment there around businesses is, I, th- I think that that is, that is a part of that fear-based kind of like saying of nothing is going to be the same anymore is coming from an unknown in time scale. That part and, is annoying to me. Like you can't, yeah. like you can't see unknown and go, oh, it's going to be shit. Totally. But, but I, and again, it's fear-based. I, I I understand this knowing too. I guess I'm just looking at it from like this perspective in the sense of I, I, I hear you that it's annoying to you and it doesn't make sense. But like but like it is coming from so let's take hugs for example. If this if the social distancing stuff okay, I has just wanna hug you. If the social distancing I'm glad we can. As the social distancing stuff hap, happens for another two years then I don't doubt that eventually humans will return back to normal ways, but I think that it would take longer than if we begin to return back to normal in the fall or something so like that. So let me ask you a so, question. So it's, Ooh, it is, let me ask you a question. I know, well, you've, you've let me, let me kind of get my full <laughs> what thing. What were you going to say? You've talked you, you enough. Have, you have dominated this conversation so far. Which it's is, my conversation. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this is a special episode where Muddy Soul is going to talk. Um, and Adam's gonna nod and listen, and and just be her hype man. Um, 
Yeah, I kind of lost what I was saying. I mean, it's it's time frames. Time frames. Go on. Ask me a question. Hey. <clears throat> okay, so if so let's say there's two things that so there's like you said there's this walking quietly back towards hugs, like not feeling totally confident in giving hugs, feeling like we've been kind of behind closed doors for a long time. We've been basically attached with social media for the most part. And so there's this like reintegration of like how is life with um how is life with this like, you know, it's been so long since we've seen people were like, oh, hey, you know, right? So there's this like <clears throat> walking closer to it. There's also, but there's also a slowness around ricocheting back to capitalism as it is. Mm -hmm. Like, I need this. I want this. I'm going to get this on t right as soon as I want it. And as soon as this is over, we're going to like buy all this stuff and do all this stuff, right? Right. And so how can you, how... Like that, it's going to take people a lot of intention to not ricochet back like a like diet culture, like binge eat after a seven day diet or a month long diet, like with the capitalist pieces of it, but but also allow themselves to ricochet with joy. Like I'm so glad to see you, friend. I'm so glad to like hug you and talk to you and hold your hand, friend. You know, it's like this navigating the. Uh, you worried about my nips, Liv. It's navigating the joy versus um, yeah. the fear, but like, yeah. I mean, you have to hold that in balance right now, and it's and it and it is about that when we talk about you know being in quarantine because we recognize that if you are consumed by the gravity of the situation if i am consumed by the fact that every day people are dying that all of the bad stuff that's going on out there i don't even want to list it then my life's not going to be that great but at the same time if I'm sitting here taking selfies and being like home quarantine, you know, which is not bad. I'm not saying don't do that. I've been doing it a lot. But but, you know, doing that, there's also a balance there because you fail to recognize that like, OK, you may be like doing all your creative projects while in home quarantine. But at the same time, people are literally starving and struggling because they don't have any income coming in and this is not a fun, different experience, right? And so you can't, it's, it's, it is the, the takeaway for me is this utter attunement to balance in our lives because I can't be consumed by this fear and, and like, you know, sadness that is real right now and existing energetically out in the world. And at the same time, so therefore I have to be like, you know, creating positive experiences in my life. And at the same time, it is important for me as my social duty in a way to understand and hold that, hold that and honor that and pray for that and do my part to understand that the, the, the better I take care of myself, the more I am helping out, the more I can contribute, the more I can support mutual aid projects and things like that. And so like how, it how is this, this great balance that we're holding. And I think we're talking about that how in the aspect this... of looking forward. One sec. In the aspect of looking forward, because it is coming from either a place of fear and a place of or a place of hope. And there are 
you know, we're kind of arguing that there's potentially more hopefulness here out in the world. But at the same time, there's a lot of fear for people because their current situation is really fearful. Maybe it's easy for us to have hope right now because we are extremely privileged to be in our situation. So how, how is this different than everyday life? I don't, it, it's, well, it's different in the logical ways, no. but it, it's different in the right. fact that we're trapped in our home. That's right. what I mean. No, but no. How is your holding balance for the earth it's and not. the destruction of the planet and people who are, who are hurting? It's not any different than everyday life. It just is shining. This is what it's doing is it's shining a spotlight on it. Jeez. Well, like, what did what, people weren't aware of what was going on before this? Well, are people right in our own neighborhoods? They're suffering and abuse and yes, of course. It's and it's it's the thing age. though. It's it's the thing though about seeing it when it's in front of you. And it's like it's like I know that I don't know. I pick a horrible situation A. You know, like don't exactly. I know that that's happening, whatever that horrible thing is, but it's so hard to connect with it. But if I see it happen in front of me or if I'm experiencing it, it takes on a whole new meaning. I'm tired of that. I'm really tired of that. I'm tired of people waiting to experience Let's read it. some comments. Okay. Because, I'm tired yeah. of people waiting to experience things Well, of course, have empathy. All right. So, Stephanie, I don't know if you're still on, <laughs> but I love what you're saying about coming from hope. We need to remember how we're feeling right now and what this is exposed in our society. I couldn't agree more. If you're still watching, I'd love to know what you feel like this has exposed in our society, like top top two things and then abby says i feel like i'm going to be so annoying with the amount of hugs i'm going to give amen this shit's over. amen yeah hopefully it's over soon and then alberto a global opportunity to feel what we all might be feeling says mary actually a um, global experience i like that you know i mean like we've talked a lot about or at certain points like what if you know what if everybody was kind of doing the same thing and the power in that to shift a lot of meditation communities can think about that. Like it's like global meditation. You know, if we all meditated on one single thing, like could we make it happen? And this power of collective experience is really manifesting right now. How come you are so much more tan than me? Like by a lot. I don't know. I am more tan. <laughs> Y'all see that? Look at that. It's that- like two sides of a piece of toast. <laughs> all right um different uh, this is my favorite the thing that's going to be different different fashions masks gloves more hygiene i think we're going to be wearing masks for a while by the way until it's over maybe after no (laughs) actually in no see i don't like this because it because like in in um asia people wear masks but i think that's because of the pollution I don't know. They sometimes they'll wear masks in in the um, in the like uh, airport and stuff. But is that just like this? Like it's like the thing. Yeah, it's like a t- a, a tie. I think to, it's born it's tied because to the, it's yeah, and it's born of. I think a lot of it's born of because of the pollution, and then it just becomes a thing and a habit. You know, and that's what you get back into the conversation around time scale. Okay, so if we all end up wearing masks on airplanes, like, am I really that sad about it? I bring Clorox wipes on an airplane because they're nasty. Yeah. 
It's shining a light for sure. We're using smoking mirrors, which is supposed to say smoke and mirrors, but that's okay. English isn't your first language. <laughs> it's just to my dad. It's, not, it's, it's smoke and mirrors. <laughs> and then get rid of fear at all costs, which I don't know what that means, but. I, I, I think that means it think get that means it, get rid of fear at all costs. And I, I think that's really hard. Um, but you know, a, we should be trying to, you know, fear is, you know, fear is, um, fear causes a lot of harm and, you know, causes people thing- to act crazy. It is also in a lot of ways, I think necessary um as in like it motivates you to do something well i think that there is i I just believe in like the dualistic nature of a lot of things and so that you know like can we have um unlimited joy without a little bit without fear at the same time like again back to the balance and so like i have like fear of fear of both getting coronavirus and of spreading it keeps me in a lot of ways inside that is good and that's and that's the that's like a that to me is like personally and socially responsible right right so okay so but fear as sort of like a um free floating thing yeah fear of unknown and fear is like a free floating idea that's where it becomes dangerous so you know, I think I, I think honestly, today's conversation and the people who've contributed has been um, has been so much more in like these are the best answers I've received. I'm not. I didn't think that it was a stupid comment to begin with. Like I didn't think saying things are going to be different, thing forever different was like a thing. I just was like, oh, cool. Why? And nobody. Or how could, you're or saying how. Right, how. how. Not how and nobody yeah. would say anything, including you. And I want to kind of end on that. But um, after we read this, so um, but th- I think the stuff around like structure, employment structure was really interesting to me. I think the piece around, um, you know, how we think about what our needs are was interesting. The stuff around cleanliness and health like that, I think, is trauma, because if the if the if it's gone, then we've we've known for a long time that Clorox and hand sanitizer and all that diminishes the, both the good and the bad germs. And we've been learning that, that we need to be letting our kids eat dirt and just like yep. more. Yeah. Less concerned about that. So I agree with that. I just think that that one is somewhat tied to the, the timeline of, of how long this goes on. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it will last forever. All that I'm saying is the longer this goes goes on i have no idea how long the longer this goes on the longer the repercussions the longer the reacclimation period yeah. will be no if this idea. goes on for two years it may be even longer if this goes on for another six months it will be shorter than if this goes on for two years right that is directly tied because to how quickly we start hugging and shaking hands i guess hands i guess i just want to say for the record like I have my my like germophobe limits and they're they're low, right? Like I don't really like germs. I also have been trying to get more germ friendly um because I know that I'm doing damn it, you know, there's a whole history behind that and being sick in the past, but the um but like I'm not going to walk around expecting another coronavirus to show up. And and that was one thing that somebody said in response to my question. They said, 
well, we're just going to keep, we're going to have a pit or they said, we're going to have something like this every year. And I was like, Whoa, okay. Why do you say that? And, yeah. and I was really curious if this has opened a door to pandemics at this level, like, and then, you know, I, I think from another, I pulled from another conversation that there is, you know, we have done enough damage to the environment and like, if there is a relationship between 5g and whatever, but like we've done enough da damage to the environment that this is the response from the environment to create a bug so big, right. So, so aggressive. So I was like, that to me sounds like a reasonable fear. But when she said, when I said, is that true? Like, are we now, did we just open the gate now every year? And she was like, ah, ah, you know, like that didn't come from anywhere. It came from a place of trauma and fear. Yeah. yeah. Let's, I think we've okay. got a couple other good ones here. All right. So kind of top two things were that it's going to change or, or what was it? Yeah. What was my question? Top two things that we're going to, uh, not change that it has affected mm -hmm. or exposed. Right. 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 Mm -hmm. Um, hard to choose, but health, Stephanie says hard to choose, but health insurance tied to employment is a top one Yep. and ensuring children have access to food in their schools. Um, when they suddenly close realization that so many Americans are only one missed paycheck away from not being able mm -hmm. to pay rent and mm -hmm. that hopefully that inspires change mm -hmm. and shining a light on what our government has jurisdiction over, like ordering 3M to produce a huge, right? Huge amount of masks. Yeah. So I, I, you know, a lot of that is a lot of that I think is a way in which the, the potential for positive policy shifts is great in my, this is completely my opinion. The potential for the coronavirus creating a lot of positive policy shifts is great because the fact that it exposes all of the inequities and all of the ways in which our, in which our systems and structures in their current state were not very resilient. And I use that word meaning like, I use that word just meaning like we're not, you know, could not withstand any sort of hiccup in the system, you know? Um, it's like we as humans in our everyday life have to be resilient, right? right? Like if I get, and the less resilient I am, the less stable I am. That's why we have things like um, insurance and sick days at work. And the less I have of that, the less resilient I am to be able to handle. That's why people say savings is really important because it makes you more resilient. And I think what we're what this virus is doing is it's saying, oh, the system that the government had interacted, and it's not necessarily being like, you know, throwing this all at the government, but it's like the system in which we were operating in, all of these things, kids being, you know, getting their primary source of nutrition from school lunch. What happens if the school closes? Oh, well, that doesn't happen. People being tied to insurance, being tied to employers. What happens if massive amounts of employers all can go I under? Just, oh, that doesn't can happen. Can I pause, pause you? What, why didn't you answer it this way the other day? This is the love in the time of Corona. Because, because, because you, I believe like, Sometimes you'll ask a question and you'll want you you will not have the patience to have the conversation and if you hear something right up front that you don't like then you will immediately throw it out and try to start completely over you won't travel 
you won't travel the road. Like we've just had a 40 minute conversation with people commenting amazing comments, which I want to get back to, you know, here on this podcast. Now we're getting to that answer, but like, we weren't just, it, it's not, we can't like no. hovercraft okay. in. Can yeah. you take any responsibility for that other conversation? Then we're going to get to our dear love, Zoe Mai Jones and her amazing comment. But um, just that you, that like I brought it up and you became so flustered. Well, I, yeah. I mean, I definitely became flustered. Yes. And I think that I didn't know how to answer this question. And I think it is an extremely insightful question that is really relevant and you as a very insightful emotionally attuned person and as a therapist have a it's really a great one to ask and it's a great one you're really great at calling people out on trauma-based quest on trauma-based responses i don't do that and, with my therapist call them out oh yeah 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 record. yeah I, i'm just saying yes, like yeah 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 you know, like you, kind you, of see that you that see, that's the, you see coming through it from that place. and so yeah. like I hadn't actually had time to process, so my initial response was a terrible one. Yeah. You know. Are you always going to be this handsome? Always. Okay. So you want to read the next? Yeah. So Zoe says, um, my hope is that we'll be encouraged by this to move towards a more regional economy as opposed to to relying on huge supply chains, especially within the food system. Amen, sister. Um, We've got some friends who work uh in in the food the food supply chain and the food system they work in the in the meat business and um and yeah they're saying the same things you know like these these local more regional economies again it comes back to my point about being resilient and look in this the word for me that comes out of all this is resiliency and just like you want to build resiliency in your personal life through savings through um you know, all the things that the system that we exist within also needs to be resilient to these things and we need to be prepared. And I think that we were generally just operating blindly, you know, it's like crashing down a mountainside and hope we don't hit a tree. Well, we hit a tree and we now have to get back up and shake it off and actually watch our steps, which is better for everybody. That's my opinion. So, um, and you know, people may not want to go back to the way things were from Mary and that it was so unbalanced. That's our hope too. Um, but I think to your point, all of these points are are coming, are positive. Right. Right. And right. Which is good. And we agree with, right. And And you are hearing stuff that we're like, it's never going to be the same. It's going to be so much worse. And what the heck is going to be worse? Because these are all things, well, we agree with all of them that are, you know, that are hopeful and change. And so what I'm taking away from this is we have a lot of hope coming out of this, even though we're in a really dark period right now. Yeah. Yeah. So Zoe Maya, if you're still there, you said by supporting our local economy, we can be close while still distancing socially. And do you mean right now, like we can still be close at the moment? Ooh, and she's going to hug us so hard. Uh, Agreed. (laughs) Maybe a, maybe a quick smooch. <laughs> what about all it's, my friends who I mouth kiss? Is that over? Are those days over? <laughs> Should they have been over on August 27th, 2016 when we got married? <laughs> oh, man. 
Okay. Well, we're going to wrap this up. It's a little delayed. Up. So they, they, yeah, they don't see you. I know. Until, yeah. We're going to wrap this up soon unless we get a, a, another quick comment. But like, um, first of all, I'm sorry that for the past two weeks, every week I have just washed my hair right mm. before this because it's, it's like a, well, you should have seen it when I got out of the shower. Who did you liken me to? The, um, um, Mark McGrath. Mark McGrath. Yeah. She looked like Mark McGrath it, with these hundred percent highlights. Yeah. Highlight. Yeah. Tips. I got tips. Yeah. Yeah. Sugar Ray. So I got Sugar Ray tips, but now it's just a big <laughs> boof. And, uh, thanks Stephanie. Thank you so much for tuning in. And yeah. so, so great that, um, I hope your your birth goes well. Stephanie is like days away from having a baby. Aww. And she has this beautiful blue gown that she wore in her um, mater- uh, pregnancy. What do they call those? Pregnancy photos? Yeah. Maternity. Yeah. And yeah. she looked stunning. Um, yeah. <laughs> thank you. So Julie Ferdina, before you, there will be a post COVID <laughs> renaissance. Lots of optimism is warranted. Yeah. That's I, what th- I hope. That's the takeaway. I think, I think that like this never, this, this never will be the same. Actually, when you say that, or what I'm hearing is that when people say that it's really should be coming from a place of optimism because the fact that it's shining a light on a lot of the things that are unjust and inequitable about our society. And I so just hope coming, that people... And if you're, they're not coming from a place of optimism, then call them out on it. And I think it'll be hard if we don't continue to smor- support our small businesses because, and like Zoe Maya was saying, keep f- f- focusing on the local economy because that's who we want to see thrive at the end of this. So we need to continue to support our local businesses. Even if you can't get a product from them, buy gift cards, like support them for the future because now is the time. Like if you want to see us do this podcast, if you want to see me do soul reflection work, if you want to see your like local consignment shop thrive at the end of this and not be replaced with a freaking Walmart, um, then we, you know, we have to support them because the government's sending out these like nominal checks and that are not necessarily supporting. Also mind yourself to not ricochet back at the end of this, like, Oh my God, we've been released from captivity. I'm going to buy all the things unless you're supporting local businesses and just showering them in support. Boom. I mean, on fire tonight. I just, Get it. I needed to preach for a minute. Preach it, girl. Preach it. And if you haven't already followed Reading Aloud podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on uh, Stitcher, Stitcher, on Pocket Cast, on all of wherever you get your podcast, go on to Reading Aloud. Search it, Reading Aloud, um, on your podcast app. Follow, rate us, give us a review. That's super helpful. Join Soul Reflection in the Ministry of Fashion. And um, yeah, just follow the podcast. You can download all of our episodes. We're on to season two. And this is our fourth live um, Love in the Time of Cholera series. Third live Love in the Time of Cholera series. And we did two more before that that were actually um, part of the Keep the Conversation Going tour. So Thank you all so much. Shaving my head before um, next Tuesday. Come back to see. Maybe we'll both shave our heads um, uh, live. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, thank you all so much for joining tonight and for all the comments. That was great interaction. And uh, we will see you here again. 8 um, p.m. EDT, Eastern Time. 8 p.m. Next, next Tuesday. Tuesday. All right. Love you all. Blessings all. Bye. In the video.